1877, the earth moved with the power of a footballing giant. And the world was introduced to the beautiful game. People might yet win it here for Wolves. Blasting the shot. What a goal! Bully's the hero again. And a podcast is following the giant in its bid for glory at the top of what it created all those years ago. This is the 77 Club. is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. The 77 Club. The Wolves Podcast for the Gold and Black Army. Hello and welcome to episode 165 of the 77 Club. Harry, hit me with some socials. The Wolves 77 Club on Facebook and Instagram, at 77 Club Podcast on Twitter, Apple Podcasts, Spotify and this YouTube. Please subscribe. Uh, Dan Bayliss is here. Hello Wolves fans. And Tom Rouse is here. I mean, we've gone under all the rocks and we've we've found him eventually. We've prized him out of there. Um, Tom, what have you been doing with yourself digitally lately? After uh, a bit of a lag. Well, watching, <laughs> yeah. uh, I think it might be a little bit of a Netflix, lag. Which is a fantastic program. You should watch that. Uh, and I've been making some music as well. I've been, I've made, there is a bit of a lag. I'm trying to guess what you've asked me. So I'm trying to answer. <laughs> Uh, yes, I've made some music. It's on Spotify. If you search for "All Nightmares Must End," it's all about the Premier League season last year. Perfect. Okay. Well, uh, Tom, I reckon there's 45 second delay um, <laughs> on that one, so uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. I don't know if it's uh, it's, it's my fault or it'll it sort it out. I reckon it'll sort itself out. Excellent. Okay. Um, well, let's start with you, Bayliss. I mean, we normally would start with Harry on these things, but I mean, by all accounts, you had a lovely day out. Down on the south coast. It was a lovely day and we've lost Tom Rouse. That's how interested <laughs> he was uh, in my story about our trip to the south coast. It was lovely. I got the early train down. It's very nice. A couple of, uh, couple of breakfast beers. And you had lots of selfies with um, lots of Wolves fan royalty, didn't you? Uh, I think I just had one. I was generally <laughs> sending pictures through the day just to keep people in the loop because the world famous Harry Mumsel wasn't there. Did you um, Photoshop any of them? I didn't. Um, this yeah. skin is perfect. It's yeah. Yes. <laughs> if you've seen American Psycho, that's my um, morning shower yeah. routine. It's probably more American Pie than American Psycho. <laughs> um, Harry, uh, one of those away wins again. Um, we don't seem to get them at home, but on the road, um, things are looking fine. Just we were calling last week for Connor Cody to be dropped. Of course, then he starts uh, sweeper. Um, I think you've had a few choice words about Cody, and, and by all accounts, he's been listening to what you've been saying this week, and I think you might have upset him a little bit. Um, but just how do you think it all went? Well, first of all, we're going to Cody later. We'll, we'll have a separate talk about that. But first of all, I was so hungover watching this game, like <laughs> nearly dying hungover because of the boxing the night before. Um, and when I saw the team, it made my hangover feel twice as worse because, you know, he dropped Neves. No Traore, no Bolly. And judging on that first half, I thought he'd made a huge mistake. I thought Pedence who come in was poor. And I've got so much wrong lately, right? I wanted Pedence to start and I thought he had a poor game. I said we'd uh, easily beat Brentford and we lost. I said we should drop Raul and he goes on an individual masterstroke and scores a wonderful goal. So I might just resign from podcasting, to be honest. I get everything wrong every week. But anyway, yeah, after the first half, 
I thought everything was really good. And it, it was a, a nicely ground out away win and a huge three points. Uh, big game for Saar Bayliss, I thought. And I think before this game, maybe the jury was still out for me on his capability and whether he was better than Patricio. And to be honest, from what I saw, it's put all of that to rest now. And um, he's now got more assists than Jaden Sancho in the Premier League. It was an accomplished performance. He did his job very well. I think the double save he made would have been offside, but it was still a fantastic bit of reaction goalkeeping. Um, all in all, I actually didn't think we played that well from what I watched. Mm. I, it was They had more chances than we probably did. I thought we played some decent football and the goal was a, a classic oof it, get on the end of it, and it was a really tidy finish. So fair play to Rattle. Let's go 45 Wait, seconds. Um Let's go 45 seconds back in time and talk to Tom Rouse, who may well still be in the past. Um, and uh, I don't know, if it, is it even working? I don't know if it's even working there. No, um, oh, I don't know. Oh, no, maybe. Um, <laughs> Harry, I'll, um, I'll I'll throw it to you. Great finish from Raul. I don't I think anybody else has, has really the um, capability to keep the ball like he does and uh, the, the trickery that he does as well. Yeah, I mean, I know you mentioned uh, Sars' assist, which I agree he had a great game and a lot of people had him as man of the match. But for me, Raul was man of the match for that individual effort that won us the game. It was a great goal. The way he outstrengthened the defender, the composure he showed to do the little dummy. Because I was screaming shoot when he got on the edge of the box, but he, he did the dummy and slide it home calmly. And in the second half, specifically, he looked like the old Raul, didn't he? I thought he struggled first half, along with um, Pedence in the final third. We were wasting stuff, but... It was brilliant and the relief on his face when he scored and ran off with Pedence was just so good to see. And obviously it was good to be in front of the away fans too. And let's hope now, as we've been banging on the first few weeks of this podcast, he needs that goal and let's hope that gives him the confidence to hit his he stride. He likes scoring down that end, he? he? does, yeah. <laughs> He's taken some really good goals down there. Uh, just really, really refreshing to see, isn't it, Bayliss? And you know, we were we were talking about, oh, well, is is he at it? How much time does he need? And, and you think actually, he's got to learn how to head again. I think Bruno made the point that I hadn't really thought of. And you just go, well, you just put the band on your head and you get on with it, don't you? But that really just isn't the case. I mean, and that is such a huge part of his game. Yeah, totally. And I think he showed very good strength to win that ball. I think if if he was shying away from contact, he wouldn't have got anywhere near it. So that was the best bit to see, even though the feet were fantastic. One hell of a finish. But the fact yeah. he outmuscled a centre-back, got on the end of it, beat his man and then slid it past the keeper is um, brilliant. I just hope that it uh, continues now, especially against Newcastle. It's a great opportunity for him, isn't it, to, to go and crack on. And um, you should have seen the scenes in the away end when he scored. Because <laughs> yeah. we, we yeah, all yeah. knew it was Raul. I mean, I don't know. I ended up with um, Matt Bully on top of me. Wow, that is <laughs> that was class. Was that that down, I think I, I think I jumped on him and we just both went like that, flat on the chairs. Um, but the whole away end went absolutely nuts. It was brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Um, third times it could be a charm, Tom Rouse. Um, it, it was great to can see you Rouse. Yeah, we can we hear can you hear now. Us. We can hear you now. <laughs> hear you now. <laughs> hey, there you go. Um, get that AOL broadband going. Um, yeah, exactly. Put 10p in the meter. <laughs> um, Pedence obviously celebrating away with Raul and probably one of the most frustrating players on the day um, for me because he was getting into such brilliant, brilliant positions. But my God, I've never seen him give the ball away as much as he did at the weekend. Personally, I think the the attacking uh, third of the pitch has been the worst uh, area of the pitch for us in the last 
however many games this season's been six or seven games so we we've been able to get into these attacking looking positions but we'd never like never seem to have shots in front of the posts and we never seem to get runs in the right positions and it just it doesn't seem fluent yet i'm hoping that all they seem to be doing at the minute is finishing practice whenever they show videos on youtube and instagram whenever they just seem, seem to be hitting the ball into the net but they just need to put it all together and i think eventually it will come good i'm hoping that it will but there's a few things at the minute which point to relegation form and relegation uh sort of that is the sort of bangers that we invite <laughs> tom rouse onto the podcast for relegation talk unbelievable yeah. falling an away win <laughs> <laughs> two away wins two away clean sheets but no i just it feels i suppose talking to my hairdresser the other day about it and they you gotta go and we, get it finished <laughs> we agreed. We agreed that it felt a bit like Solbach and Ozenga sort of era at the minute. There's a chance still that he can turn it around and he can improve it. But there's a lot of we've even got a Razak Bakari in what's his name, uh, Mosquera, who looks amazing but never plays. Out for so five months a, now. Yeah. yeah, exactly. There's a lot of potential in this team. There's a lot of potential in the way that they've played football. But so far, I'm still very, very concerned about the season ahead. I think it's going to be a long old season. And for balance, I need to cross over to Harry and just report for people listening to the podcast, Harry's face when the R word was mentioned there. Um, <laughs> Harry, just your reaction to that absolute I, I dis- comment. I disagree. I mean, after the first three games, I pretty much knew we'd be okay. I do see why Tom's saying it. There has been some worry in size, particularly the Brentford game. But look at them. Free, free draw with Liverpool. Then they're showing that they're going to be no mugs this season. And it, as the season goes on, I think we'll slightly get better at our finishing and our decision-making. I think our defence will improve, which I'll be honest, I can't believe he started the, that back three, the three centre-backs, after the Brentford game. But they did okay, didn't they? So, like I said, Saar did well. But that that what worries me is when we're passing it around and they give it to Saar, he's very, very calm and casual on the ball. He, he'd give it away, didn't he, for that one? And Southampton had a chance. But relegation, a bit too far for me. But if Raul gets injured, if one of our midfielders gets injured... Yerson's already out injured in defence. We get another injury in defence. It'd be have to take a little mini disaster like that, and then I'd be like, okay, you can mention the R word. But right now, the way we're playing, it's a good sign that we're picking up wins, even though we're not playing that well. So, Bayless, as a, a as an autumnal treat to you, should anyone have scored in the first forty five seconds of the game? <laughs> oh, <sorry. laughs> uh, what's the point? Like, what's the point? I sit here every week. And I'm spouting the same thing. And the week after, I'm proven right yet again. And then we just go around in this never-ending circle of me being continually correct about the worst player on the pitch, yet you all still defend it. Marcel was worse. Harry, he couldn't have died of a Renault Spass. Marcel was worse. (laughs) Marcel was worse. Yeah, but Bayless, when he ran through and he missed, I just just thought, oh. You just knew it. Everybody knew I could imagine you in the stands just going, I fucking told you about it. I could just imagine it in my head. Do you know what? That's exactly what I said. Is it? Yeah. I could just imagine it. And if he could finish, though, I mean, he'd have about five goals this season, wouldn't he? He'd be playing for Barcelona if he could finish. At least he's getting in the positions, but he needs to start putting them away. He's got a clean sheet, though. (laughs) I could get in the positions. Jesus, what? I don't know about that. That's oh, yeah. In 45 that... seconds, you couldn't. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to back out again in 45 seconds. <laughs> um, uh, into, yeah, I mean, Harry, you mentioned him there, uh, Marcel. Um, 
can be very, very frustrating at times. Yeah, and I wanted Aitnori to start, but obviously because of his concussion, he couldn't. So if that weren't a thing, I think Aitnori would have started. Look, he come in, and I'll be honest, I thought his strongest position was like a left centre-back, like in a three. So the fact he's been filling in at left wing-back has been brilliant. He started the season really well. Just the fact he hasn't been injured has been a miracle. So fair play to him, but he did have a stinker. And when he gets in that position where you want him to whip it in, he just hasn't got the ability of like an eight Nori really, has he? So I think eight Nori will slowly, as the season goes on, become the starter at left wing back. But he's good cover. So give him props for that. Uh, Tom, if it's Brentford doing it, we call it shithousery. And if it's Wolves doing it, we call it game management. Um, some great, great game management um, a week after absolutely having a go at Brentford for doing pretty much exactly the same what we managed I to was, do. I was really embarrassed by it. I when it and as Wolves fans, I think we've got used to our team being so nice and playing you know, the game properly as it sh- should be played. And we've tried to do it, but we just looked stupid doing it. We just didn't. It didn't look right when, you know, I don't know who it was, but going down, pretending they had cramp and stuff. I know it's what's done in the Premier League, but I don't like it. And I don't know, it just didn't suit our players to get on and play the game, win the game 2 or 3 nil. You shouldn't need to be in a position where you've got to pretend to have cramp. I don't care. You get shit out all over the place, don't you? Yeah, so, it's a, it's a win for humanities. I mean, the one that got the stick when he came off, a lot of stick from the Samson fans, I thought it was fantastic all game. And it was Huang. We haven't even spoken about him yet. Yeah. He worked harder than a one-arm bricklayer. I haven't heard that one for a while. I thought I'd get back out. Um, he was absolutely exceptional. Truly exceptional. He just If he'd have got a goal, he'd, he, the papers had been saying he was man of the match by a mile. It just happened that Rao got the goal. Mm. I thought he was superb. He was my man of the match by a distance. Oh, hey, Wang. Yeah, honestly. How many beers did you have Sunday? You're right. <laughs> a lot. A lot. I fell asleep. Yeah, sleep. I fell asleep on the train home. I was just saying. Yeah, what what, 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 what happened? I mean, you, I think you messaged a group saying lads have ended up in Eastbourne, but I don't think you'd quite was, quite yeah, done that, had you? That was a joke. What, what, I did. What, uh, I, I just had 40, forty winks after forty pints. I'm still trying to get my head around Huang's man of the match comment. I thought he was fairly quiet. If I'm honest, he did work hard, but come on, man of the match when you got Raul Sar and. Even Cody was probably third. I thought a lot of the positive things that Wolves did in a game where we weren't particularly positive came through Wang. I thought he just worked. He worked hard enough to give Wolves opportunities to win the ball and make chances that were limited in the game. I suppose Traore was really quiet when he came on as well, wasn't he? Oh, yeah. I think this... First touch, he gave the ball away. He did. Yes. Second touch to tackle normally. Should have, should have had a goal though when Raul went through at the end again. He should have squared it to Traore. Yeah, off, yeah. So he was he was in two minds. You just think Traore got too close to the six yard box. If he'd have just checked his, if he'd have checked himself and took a step backwards rather than forwards, he'd have he'd have had an easy tap in. That's the yeah. foot, football bra- goal scoring brain. brain. That's it. Goal scoring um, brain. Somerset Wolf says, I wanted Pedence to start, but he didn't deliver and was disappointing and should have gone off earlier. I, I completely agree with that. I, I'm, I'm a huge fan of Pedence. I think he was an upgrade on Jota. That's a different conversation for a day we probably already had. Um, do you think he should be starting, Tom? Do you think he's done enough to keep his place? Uh, well, if he's over Trincao, uh, I don't know if Trincao's done anything really to justify a place in the team. And I think it's still in the first sort of 10, 12 games of the season. You want to have a little look at all the different combinations that you can have. Podis is coming back from an injury, which obviously bothered him for most of last season because he was out for God knows how long. So I don't know. I think 
give. I mean, it's a shame now that we're out the League Cup and we haven't got another game where we can really mix things up. But mm. it's worth. Um, I think I don't know persisting with I don't know an hour for one and half an hour for the other for the next couple of games and seeing who really stakes the claim for that position. But it's up for grabs really because nobody's done anything yet. It'll only take one good performance from either of them to really nail that nail their name to the place. Uh, let's go on to um, Newcastle at home then. And um, if you listen on the podcast, then here is your away perspective. Joined by Norm from the NUFC True Faith podcast. Uh, Norm, how's it going to begin with? Very good, mate. Very good. Um, on a personal level, fantastic. But once we start talking about Newcastle, United, mood may change. <laughs> and just remind us uh, where we can get you on social media. You can follow us on at TFNUFC or you can go to the website where you'll find a lot of articles, podcasts, etc., which is true-faith.co.uk. Um, perfect. Right. Well, I mean, it's, it's that time of year, isn't it? We talk to you and uh, we discuss Steve Bruce very quickly. I try not to laugh at your anger too much and then we move on to uh, the weekend. It's moved from anger into sort of comedy now, mate. It's, a, it's, a, it's just a giant tragedy comedy. Um, so, yeah, uh, Steve Bruce... As I say, rinse and repeat from the past two podcasts I've done with you, uh, or the past yeah. four, I guess it'll be. Um, rinse and repeat, but we are here. We have Steve Bruce as manager, so let me try and remain as upbeat as possible. Given that I'm going to the match on Saturday, there must be an inkling of hope, because if there wasn't, then why would I do it to myself? Why would you? Why do we do it to ourselves? Put ourselves through it because the highs are so good, I suppose, um, when, when you come across them. But, I mean, you, you talked about um, sort of... So things becoming funny and obviously I'm guessing you've seen the meme of the FIFA 22 um, Steve Bruce absolutely pelting everyone else onto the pitch and so Maxman I think asked in the end who gave Steve Bruce 99 pace <laughs> but yeah. it's like the memes of when the chippy opens on a Friday and just well, exactly. or, or he's there. the one with Steve Bruce is Custard that's the joke among fans because <laughs> apparently he's a big fan of Custard or yeah he admitted it in, in an interview which is obviously can't imagine Pep Guardiola saying, "I love, I love double, <laughs> double portions of custard." Poor match, but there you go. It is what it uh, is. So need, like with the Pep Guardiola and Neil Warnock videos, there needs to be a, a Steve Bruce equivalent. You need to get yeah, a crowdfund yeah. to started for that. Um, I'm yeah, sure yeah. he'll we'll make a million pounds in that one. We could, um, we could put Bruce with. Um, let's put him with uh, Thomas Tuchel. How about that? That that could work. That could work. I like that. Um, let's have a look at the weekend then. Um, you, you know, nice weekend game. Uh, a proper kickoff. Something to look forward to, isn't it? I mean, we've got your, um, you might have to excuse spelling on this one, but we've got your predicted Newcastle 11 along the bottom of the screen there. Um, in terms of the game itself, Wolves can be a, a pretty mixed bag at the best of times. Um, we've seen that a little bit so far this season. Very good start. What's been your outlook from the outside looking in? At Wolves, well, I thought, the first three games of the season that you lost, you were actually the better side and in terms of chances created and expected goals. I think you you were way ahead of the opposition. I watched the full game against Man United and I thought you were brilliant. Um, I think that what was clear was that Jimenez would take time to get back into the score routine, but I thought uh, Laga had set you up in a style completely different to Nuno. It was really exciting to watch. And then you got your first win, obviously, and I thought, here we go, here we go. But that Watford result was absolutely terrible, wasn't it? Um, however, you picked up again at the, the weekend just gone. And I think, with a great goal by Jimenez, well, I'm really, look, as, as a neutral, I'm really happy to see him back because I think he's a wonderful footballer. And obviously that injury that he had was 
was terrible. And you never want to see anyone go through that. But also, you're always a little bit concerned that they might not come back as the same player. You know, you look at Peter Cech, for example, big head injury, and he, I don't think he ever recovered, really. He never reached the peaks again, whereas Jimenez has shown signs of getting there, and I'm really glad. Um, I'm excited about Lager. I think you've got a manager there who has got a very kind of unique um, way of playing. And as I say, it's different from Nuno, and I think it's one of those where you persist with him, and by the end of the season, you, you could be you could be one of the most entertaining sides to watch. So a bit of a contrast with Nuno. Again, I love Nuno, but um, a total contrast. And you, you think automatically Portuguese players, Portuguese manager, same old, same old, right? It's going to be kind of an extension or a continuation of what Nuno did. But the evidence so far suggests that you are having a bit of a tactical revolution up there with Vieira at Crystal Palace, mate. A complete contrast. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that Brentford result, I think, just took everybody by surprise, didn't it? And and we, we talk about Jimenez. And I think Large made the point, which I hadn't really thought about before, is that he's having to learn how to head again because you've got this massive band on. And, you know, it, it's going to hinder you because otherwise, if it helps your heading, I'm sure everybody will be wearing one whether they need it or not. So, yeah, yeah, great point. He threw it off, didn't he? He threw it off, I think. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's it's fair to say that Connor Cody can be a, a little bit suspect at the back. I know he's come out this week and sort of said some of the comments that he's seen have been hard to take. Um but they're usually based on fact. So, I mean, they can be hard to take, but mm. what, what can you do? We find he doesn't play his best against big, strong centre-forwards. You've got one. He's in very, very good form. I moved him into my fantasy team this week. Um, was that the right decision to begin with? Well, look, Maximin's always got a goal in him. He's always got an assist in him. What I would say is that he's not a centre-forward. Um, he's playing up there at the moment because I think... You could look at it from a couple of ways. Callum Wilson's injured. Callum Wilson's an excellent player, and I think he would give any gives any centre half a tough time. Um, Maximine isn't a centre forward in that if any balls are put up in the air, we've got no chance. You know that. I mean, Cody and Saiz will be all over those. If the ball's played into his feet though, with his back to goal, and he gets a chance to turn and run, he could really cause you serious problems. So yes, I think you've made a good decision putting him in your side, regardless because if he's on the left hand side, which is his best position, or he's up top. He's always going to cause problems. The only issue, or one of the one of the many, the only issue, not one of the many issues, shall we say, um, <laughs> is that um, he tends to be given the ball so much. Basically, the outlet is Maximin, the tactic is Maximin. So he gets so much of the ball, he does so much running that by sort of 60, 70 minutes. He's usually shutting down. Um, he scored at the death against Southampton. That, that was kind of a surprise given how much energy he expends during the game. But I think I think he will cause trouble for Cody and Saiz. And also the fact that Bruce switched to four at the back 20 minutes in against Leeds and again in the last game against Watford suggests that we've got a better chance than we did our three weeks ago when we were playing five at the back. When we played five at the back, we were abysmal, mate. Um, but it's interesting what you say about Cody there because as an outsider looking in, Cody's the kind of player I would love at Newcastle, the kind of leader, organiser and just a big voice. Um, so interesting that you're saying that he's he's out of form ever so slightly. Yeah, I think he's one of those, really. He's a very, very good leader. He's very good at shouting. He's just not very good at defending. Um, <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> that's I mean, why he's so good in that sweeper know, role. Is that, yeah, spraying the ball is very good. Um, but, you know, yeah. Um, score prediction? You know what, mate? Should we just let history repeat itself? We'll go with one each. Why don't we go with one all uh, for, for, uh, <laughs> for a change, right? Uh, I'm going to go with one all, and that'll be spun by Steve Bruce as a game that he enjoys on a personal level and very exciting. That's his, his latest. If any of your, um, your watchers and listeners have 
picked up on Steve Bruce's comments post Leeds and post Watford. He has enjoyed the games and we played exciting football. So there you go. Um, for anybody who is drinking in Birmingham before the game that might want to catch up with you, um, do you know whereabouts you're going to be yet? Oh, I am um, the Lord Children, I think it is, in the Jewellery Quarter. It's an absolutely brilliant pub in Birmingham. I shall be spending most of my time in that particular booze. I went there before the Aston Villa match and the pub, I found the pub so good. In fact, I found some of Birmingham's pubs so good. That I think mm. I went to four or five places that the disgrace of a match became utterly irrelevant because the pubs in Birmingham are so good. So I'm kind of, I'm not really going to the match. I'm going to the match, but I'm, it's more for a holiday in Birmingham, mate. Yeah, no, good shout, good shout. I was out the weekend. It's very good. Um, perfect. Well, Norm, we be- wish you best of bad luck, of course, for the weekend. And we do look forward to catching up with you later on in the season. Thank you, Sam. Cheers, everyone. And uh, all the best for the rest of the season, Wolves. I'll speak to you on the return game, hopefully. The away perspective. What have our opponents got to say? It seems that there is slight competition for places, but not necessarily for the right reasons. Yeah, um, it's weird. I don't know what he's going to do because he changed the team so much against Southampton. I mean, I'd, I'd put Neves back in. I thought Den Duncan and Martina were okay, but I did feel we missed Neves. Although Neves was poor in the last two, you know, fair enough. I want to see Bolly back in the team too, which probably won't happen now because obviously Cody had the best game he's had in ages. And I would drop Pedence. I really would. Um, I'd probably start Traore. Keep Trinkau on the bench. I agree with Tom. He hasn't done that many amazing things to cement the starting place. And I would keep Wang there. So, yeah, they would, that's, I think that would be my team. Pretty much. Bailey, so I'm, back in. I'm guessing after the plaudits for Wang now that you're probably going to be along the same lines as Harry. Yeah, totally. Totally. I thought I thought Pedence was poor. Hmm. Didn't. But then again, did we create that much? Not really. So, a poor performance in a poor game isn't as bad as could possibly have been. It's um, it's toss for coin. I thought the last time Trincao played, he didn't offer that much either. So, mm. pick him, pick him as we see him. I I do prefer Traore coming off the bench. I think it just puts the shits up him a little bit. Um, it it almost drags men over, doesn't it? So maybe he's not quite doing his job in getting the ball and getting to the byline and smash it as hard as you can across the box. But it's more that he's he's actually creating those gaps for people like Raul to move into and then generating a, a goal by proxy. Yeah. I mean, personally, I'd be going Wang, Pedence, Jimenez. That's what MJ I think Wolf, yeah, MJ Wolf says everyone was praising Cody, but don't you think it was because Southampton had no powerhouse number nine like Tony and Kane, etc.? Yes. Um, Every single time <laughs> Cody has played against a Wait. traditional number Wait nine. Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Before we uh, give our score predictions for Newcastle and that, should we talk about the Cody thing? I think it's uh, yeah. I, know, I want to start with you, Harry, because you give him such yeah. a hard time, and we're really nice well, to him. So um... yeah, he tried, well, he come out didn't he, Express and Star, and said he, he he can't lie. He does hear the critics, not obviously us, but a lot of Wolves fans were saying that. He's do you know? Bayless, I will bet. I will bet my whole net worth, which isn't much, that Cody the has whole never net worth. That Cody has <laughs> never listened to this Harry, podcast. Harry Mansell net, net worth. Net worth. It's about tenner, I'll be honest. But anyway, the whole fan base, well, not the whole, a lot of the fan base were calling for him to be dropped and have been all season. They've been criticising his performances against Spurs and against Brentford, and it's justified. Yes, he had a solid game against Southampton, 
Yes, he's a decent geezer, but if we want to move on, that bloke has got to be dropped from the team and we want to go to four at the back. That's as simple as that. I love the bloke. Cry. Done, you watch him, mate. Yeah, but it's, yeah, but Bailey, he's a professional footballer. I love him as a person. I'd have a point with him if we met him. What a bloke. Great family man. Got into the England team, represented Wolves well. He's just one of our, he's not even our best defender in our team. And he's not even a good centre back. He's a good, okay sweeper, but he's not a good defender, in my opinion, defensively. Great captain in terms of talking, but in the long term, he's got to be dropped out of the team. I don't think that's harsh. I think a lot of Wolves fans would agree with that. Um, Bayliss, what do you think Cody would have to do to be dropped? I mean, I think we've had that conversation previously under Nuno, didn't we? We would go, well, actually, what 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 would it take? And I mean, the the display against Spurs for me, which was ended on smashing the bar with a penalty, must must surely be a reason. No, that is, smashing the bar with a penalty in a penalty shootout isn't a reason to drop someone. If you're a Premier League footballer, you should hit the unless I would be, If that's the case, I'd be completely right about against those England bottle jobs, wouldn't I? Um, right. He shouldn't have taken the penalty. I don't know why a defender, centre-back's taking a penalty. Same as with Dendonka. Can't finish his dinner. Um, the, re- the reason he'll get dropped is if old Uncle Jeff puts his hand in his pocket and buys a good centre-back. But so he has to be he has to be replaced rather than dropped. Yeah, he has to be, doesn't he? He has to be replaced. I mean, Bolly and what, Kilman. That would be mm. mine in a four. Yeah, in a back four, it'd be Bolly, it'd be Bolly <laughs> and Kilman. There are there clearly better <laughs> defenders available, but as it stands, with we're a bit stuffed, aren't we? And we've yeah. got a lead, and, and it is a leader on the pitch. Tom Rouse has changed his name to Tom Rouse Shit Internet. Um, <laughs> I, no, I don't know. I'll, I'll ask you for a score prediction, Tom. And if I need to keep on talking for a little bit for that sentence to catch up with you, then I will do. Um, no? Okay. Uh, Harry, you score prediction. <laughs> for Newcastle, um, well, oh. I'm yet to hear the away perspective, but they haven't won, have they, this season? They've drew the, uh, three of the last four, I think. St. Maximum's a, a handful. Mm. But... I don't want to jinx it because pre-Brentford, I was banging on saying we're going to beat them easily. We should be winning this at home. So I'm going to be cautious and say we're going to win 1-0. A cautious 1-0, so still three points in the bag. Bayless. Yeah, Sam Axman's the only one that worries me, to be mm. honest. I, if there's ever a game for Sace to be his true persona and ultimate shit house, it's within the first five minutes to go straight through him. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. chop him down. And then yeah. our 10 will beat their 11. <laughs> and let's just hope that uh, St. Maximum don't drift inside and target Cody and get him yeah, one on one. Because then we're yeah, happy. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, he'll be up front um, by himself. He's a winger. But... Hmm. I, prediction. Gonna, I, I genuinely think we're going to win 2 now. Do you know what? I did the Away Perspective for True Faith podcast and I would always, you know, you know me, I always go for 2 on Wolves. And I don't know why I said 3 0 Wolves. So Harry, I've done a you wow. before. Oh, <laughs> I just, I just don't see them as a, a threat at all. So clip that up and play it next week. Uh, excellent, right? Let's move on to an injury update. Wasn't great news, was it, to um, to come out of the club today, Harry? Um, the big one, uh, Mascara is going to be out for what could be between four and five months. Um, he's done his hammy. Not good, is it? Absolutely gutted for him. I mean, everyone saw him in pre-season. And from the little we saw, he, you can just tell he's going to be a really, really good player. Let's just hope he's not an injury-prone player. Um, he's a big lad, isn't he? and his hamstring's gone straight away. And then it's gone again. Five months, man. That's that's horrendous. That's, was, bad. that's a really bad Yeah, tear. We need cover in January now, though, don't we? You know what I mean? One injury yeah. already at the back. 
Uh, Dan, I think they've called it a high-grade injury. Yeah. Uh, it's horrible to do hamstring, isn't it? If, if strikers or wingers get that, they don't really tend to come back. Michael Owen did it, didn't he? And he never quite he did twist his... He bro- literally broke his knee off there, didn't he? I think that was probably what finished him. But yeah, he, he definitely wasn't as quick once he'd... Uh, yeah. Hmm. But hopefully he comes back okay and can still get about. But it's a, lot, it's a bad injury. To, she said, I've done my hammy and then you're out for five months. Seriously bad injury. And I, I don't know, is time on his side in, in that respect? I mean, maybe he's not quite as developed as maybe he would be. So maybe that's why it's happened, Harry. But yeah. do you think being, you know, he's 20 years old, so the recovery might be a, a little bit more forthcoming? Yeah. And also the difference is nowadays, they're so good with recoveries like this. So I listened to Michael Owen's book and he snapped his hamstring when he was like 20, early 20s. And he said that they just let it heal naturally. But now they like literally pull it back together. Obviously, I'm not a bloody hamstring surgeon. But basically, what? he's got way more of a chance. Uh, <laughs> he's got way more of a chance of having a decent career, not nagging him than people did back in the day. So that's a good sign. Um, Johnny is on course to return in the new year, and he is currently in rehab after ACL surgery. Bayless, it's a, it's another nasty one, isn't it? I feel bad for Johnny. He could be in rehab for too much heroin, to be honest, because like he's had such. <laughs> it's a bad probably time. a shorter amount of time, isn't it? Yeah, such a bad time for it. Um, there's some curse. There's some like gypsy curse over Wolves that if you're a defender, you're going to be plagued. So we have to watch us be bad at the back forever. It's it's the one thing that's plagued us through the the golden years of Foson. It's and never... it's, it's the irony, isn't it, though, of the golden years were made brilliant because of our injury record was so good. Mm. And yeah. you know, remember we we, we hardly had a, an injury that we could even pick out. I think Bolly trod on a ball, and that was all, the only one that we were ever talking about really because it was just just unheard of but harry it seems that we're making up for it now and neto is going to see um specialists in october and they're taking it stage by stage and there's no date on his return either no and obviously he's one of our best players but he's probably the least important one to return because how much cover we've got in his area but obviously we want him back soon as possible and hopefully it's good news in october and bayless does that make the transfer window look even worse than it already did buying in january is strange isn't it it's It's expensive expensive and difficult to get what you want so just gotta hope there's no more injuries that's the big one and if we're if we're needing to pick out a center midfielder and a center back in january and uncle jeff hasn't got uh hasn't got his checkbook out then we Mm, paul reckons uh, paul reckons january or february in the council i don't know if that's nailed on but if we're talking about, um, you know, you don't want to spend a lot of money in the transfer window, you don't want to wait until January even, what area of the market would you potentially go to? Fruit Free transfer. Free transfer market. Now, I just put a pretty much a joke tweet out on Twitter on Friday because I thought, oh, I haven't posted for in, in forever, so I'll, I'll see how it works. And it got no interaction. So, Harry, you're, um, you definitely got the job on that one. <laughs> um, but looking through the free transfer market, it, it doesn't look too bad, to be fair. I mean, there are, there are a lot of, of decent players out there that are coming to the end of their contracts. So you, you sort of maybe looking to pay nominal fees in January. Um, but in terms of f- like properly free transfers, um, there, there weren't many around. So it, it's weird that Bruno would mention it in the first place. Mm. If it, if he hasn't got someone in mind, it doesn't really make, make sense. Cause I, I think in the areas that we want to strengthen the stuff, there just don't seem to be the players there. Um, is there, was there anyone that stuck out for you, Harry, that you thought, Oh, maybe means, he means him or 
Not I particularly, no, not particularly. And it, it, like you said, I, I don't know the full context of what he said in his press conference about it, but the fact he mentioned it is, uh, is, a, is a strange one. But the thing is, when people are a free transfer still now, at this time of the year, there's a reason why no one's signing at the minute. Either they're over the hill and shite, or they want too mm-hmm. much money. So, be interesting. Still free. Sorry. I, I don't know. know that. But by the point, if they haven't got a club by January, maybe they'll take a cut. True. But, but I mean, the four I put on, uh, Wilfred Bonney. Um, he was a beast back the day, he? he was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Made, made a move, big move to City, but I mean, he's been out without a club since November. He's wow. coming up to 12 months without a club. Um, Ramirez, remember him for Chelsea? Mm. Um, well, for yeah, Mike he... <laughs> Three <laughs> Three cheers cheers for Ramirez. He's been a free agent since November. I mean, I think he went to China, didn't he? So that's maybe why he's he's just been sort of sitting, taking the wages. Danny Alves, um. I mean, I 38 years old, but yeah. <laughs> we got Samaida, um, we don't need him. Uh, Mangala um, was at Manchester City. Um, I think he, he moved there for a lot of money. I mean, his CV's pretty impressive, but it's just one of those, isn't it? And um, uh, also, Sam, as Paul says, we probably will get back in for Sanchez, won't we? No, he's, if he's over his injury. Got to be over the injury. And I think it was it was more about wages, wasn't it? The, the reason that broke down, as well as it being, a, being an well, injury. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, but in terms of you know big big money players, um, a lot of a lot are coming to the end of their contract. But I think they're going to be ending up going to places like Real Madrid, you know, um, like Rudiger at Chelsea. I think he's a brilliant player, but just going to get nowhere near him. Like Lacazette at Arsenal is the same. Jesse Lingard, Di Maria, um, Isco, fantastic. You mentioned players, Boney in the uh, in the free transfer. It was Boney, wasn't it? That big, yeah. big. Raul, is it Villa coming up in um, a few weeks? We, we yes, might have that same thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah I've I don't. Down yet. Well, I don't know what the ins and outs. It's the week after an international break, essentially. Yeah. I'm so he's going. It's going to happen again. Strange, isn't it? Are they letting it happen again? He's going to go to Mexico, which is on the red list, and then they're going to be playing somebody on the amber oh, list, no. and it's it's all just a bit of a mis mishmash, isn't it? And I, I don't know because it isn't the um, I thought they were scrapping it on. Yeah, I was going to say the yeah. lists are coming to an end, aren't they? So I, I don't get what the we need him Connor Villa, Ronan. Out. We I need Ralph for Villa, so let's hope it sorts itself out because that would be frustrating. I mean, how frustrated are you about not going to Villa, Harry? Because you were offered a ticket, weren't you? But yeah, mm. but I'm a dad now, and I have more important things in life. Yeah, so he's babysitting. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Okay. Well, um, I don't think we've got anything else to. Talk I've got some calls. Oh, yeah, sorry. No, yeah. I've almost ruined your feature. I've, there's me last week saying you've been doing it for three years and then I forget about it. Um, but I'll, I'll pass on the um, the betting odds to you. Yeah. Hello, betting fans. Nice to see you all back again. Because I'm not a winner yet this year. <laughs> I reckon I'm going to get one this week. I'm okay, I fancy these. Fancy this. Uh, Pedence to score first. 4-1 Wolves. 105-1. to one. That's low. That does seem short. It's low. Yeah, we're short. Yeah. Um, Max sent maximum to score first. Two will draw 110 to one. We're both like just in the back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it could happen. Could but happen. We can't score two. <laughs> <laughs> Not this without help. This genuinely should be the bet. I know it's normally the joke bet, but this is given the chances he's had, <laughs> and given what you think if you match the two teams up, this, this should be an absolute decent bet. Smedo to score first, 2 0 Wolves. 125 to 1. That's the value. There's the value in that one. What is um, 2 on Wolves and Joe Willock to score? Is it, does he start from? Yeah, because I know he signed Willock to score year. first. 
but yeah. Wolves to win 2-1. Yeah. He's a player. Cooler. He's a good player and an absolute steal, I think. Was Did he you see million? Um, their chance at the end against Watford when they went through one and one he tried to dink the keeper? I don't think it was Willock, but it made me laugh. <laughs> they just hate Steve Bruce and them. And you'll hear it if you go and <laughs> you listen to the Wave Perspective. They just cannot stand him. And then the, the whole thing about... When the when FIFA 22 was uh, released, and then they had him sprinting onto the pitch in that <laughs> meme, and it's like he's got 99 pace, and so Maximan made a made a comment about um, it, and then someone was else was like, "And the chin 120 to one, lads. 120 to one. That's not bad. Is, right there. I've, I've had a request on the on the YouTube comment. Yeah, I know. I've just read that. One one Raul Martin Martin Webber. You doing, son? Have you deleted them videos yet, mate? <laughs> See, this is the Maybe. thing. It's Maybe short. Good. Wolves are short, Martin. A one-one Jimenez first twenty-two to one. Yeah, God, that is yeah, yeah. yeah. Gonna have to be going losing at halftime. We do draw one-one with Newcastle a lot, though, don't we? In that is the golden score. Yeah, golden score line. Excellent. Um, is there any ticket news? I can't remember if there was any. Um, yeah, yeah I've got one. <laughs> Harry can't go to Villa and lucky, and we're all going. Yeah, excellent. Um, perfect. Well, we'll leave it there. We'll say goodbye to Harry Mansell. <laughs> Simon in the comments Harry in the garage by the weekend 1 to 10 on lovely yeah <laughs> uh, yeah goodbye everyone cheers for watching and it's a goodbye from Bayless yeah goodbye YouTube goodbye podcast medium wherever you're listening excellent and it's a goodbye from me goodbye find more great shows or join the team at sport-social.co.uk Sports Social Podcast Network